Hey there. Welcome to the Grace Rancho Weekly Podcast, where our goal is to help you, our church members, better understand the what and the why behind all that we do as a church. I'm here with Pastor Eric this week. No surprise there. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Is this a test? No, this is real. You didn't we're, even give me a counting. You didn't we're starting, warn me. Man. Okay, we started. We can restart if you want. Uh, I guess we're going full speed ahead. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. What a surprise. Yep. What a it, joy. A little bit of a surprise. Um, well, I kind of wanted to talk about something. Really? Yeah. You wanted to talk about something? I, That's so unlike you. I had something to talk about. <clears throat> um, it's come up a few times. Uh, we got people going through Equipping Matters, mm-hmm. uh, which is, by the way, side note, seems pretty uh, encouraging. Got a number of people going through it. Um, you were meeting with some guys this morning, going through some of the stuff with yep. Equipping Matters. My wife has been working through it with some ladies. I've been doing it. Uh, some others. Um, so a lot of people going through it, which is wait, cool. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. What is Equipping Matters? Equipping Matters is a discipleship track, is what we're calling it, which is basically a... Um, the uh, only way to be discipled. Absolutely not. <laughs> it is a way that we try to help people in our church come to know what we're doing, why we're doing it, uh, connect people to have good discussions around what the church is doing, um, to learn some of the why behind the things we're doing. You're taking a picture of me now. Keep talking. All right. Normally, that's what I do. So, equipping matters uh, gives you Kinda some like books. How, how how to help you understand being a good church member, and and then along also how can we follow Christ well together? Yeah, and yeah, doing it together. You're you're having uh, books that you read and conversations that you have with someone else in the church, um, assignments to do, observations. Uh, to learn from things like that. And so, uh, one of the things we have the people do who are going through equipping matters is look at our Sunday morning, um, with a more, uh, thoughtful, observant eye and try to notice what we're doing and what are the elements of a Sunday morning? Why do we do what we do when we gather? What's central? Now, what is unique or different about what we're doing. And so it helps people evaluate these things, uh, hopefully. But one of the things that has come up, one, one particular um, aspect of our church gathering that a couple people have noted is that we don't have a greeting time. Don't you like people, Eric? Well, don't you want to get to know new people, Eric? Um, of don't course. you want to say hello to your friend across the room? I, I do. I really, I really do. Did, did you grow up in a church that had greeting times? I remember. What, yeah. Did it go something stand, like this? It's called stand and greet. It's, it's like, not greeting times. All right, would you stand up now and uh, greet your neighbor? And Well, uh, yeah. Some, so I would lead worship sometimes and it would be, we'd finish a song. I'd yeah. pray before an, anyone would come up for announcements or something like that in the middle of the service. You know, first during the middle of the first part of the service, it'd be, why don't you take a minute and stand and greet someone next to you? 
Hmm. And people would stand and greet. It's called stand and greet. Did it take one minute? Eventually. But back (laughs) in the day, it used to take like five minutes. Oh, yeah. Most little churches, I've I've been a part of a couple littler churches. Like stand and greet half hour. Oh, it was like, I'm on the front left-hand side, but the guy I want to talk to is on the back right-hand side. It's musical chairs. And I'm, I'm going across the entire church to shake his hand. And everyone's doing that. And so it takes five minutes to um, get there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's a, yeah. Some, some greeting times were just kind of uh, uh crazy five minutes. And then you're trying to hoard, not hoard, herd everyone back in. And you're trying to get these people to sit down and focus and think about uh, the song or the scripture reading or the prayer, or whatever it is, or announcements that you're doing. And everyone's all over the place. Uh, that was my experience. I, in the churches I did it, they, we had greeting times that it was a little bit like wild, you know, animals running about like a zoo. Not to compare church members to wild animals. Um, I love my church members. I would never do that. Wild sheep. <laughs> wild sheep on the loose. And so, um, yeah. So, so why do you hate it so much? Oh, I, I'm not getting that at all. We used to have it in Simi, and then they moved away from it there. Uh, so today, if you were to go to a church service at Grace Orange, would they have a, a stand and greet? I think so, yeah. Okay. They do it as part of the service. It's funny that that, that is kind of a, a staple in a lot of different churches. That Enough that more than one person has said, hey, why don't we have a, a greeting time during our service? Um. So, so we why? wanted to answer that question. Let's do it. Why don't we have a greeting time? All right, Michael, be completely honest. Do you think we should have a greeting time? We start the service at 10. We end around 1130. I'm, Somewhere in there. Okay. Okay. Should we have a greeting time? I don't think we have to. And we've mentioned this before, I believe on the podcast, but uh, when we look at our services, we say... What does the Bible say we're supposed to do in a worship service? Let's do those things and let's try not to add much else um, because those are the things that are probably going to most be beneficial during that particular time. Now we greet, we, we do a bunch of greeting and talking and fellowshipping before and after service. Uh, and the fact that we don't have a standing greet time doesn't mean that new people aren't greeted. Uh, sometimes they have a hard time leaving church for a while. Um, so yeah, we don't have it and, uh, it's not part of our service. And I think it's cause we're trying to be particularly intentional with the things we're doing in our service. When we, when we begin the corporate worship of the church, we're sticking to the things the Bible has explicitly told us to do. But I would even say to the person who says, we don't have a greeting time. I'd say, yes, we do. Um, and I would kind of say it little bit provocatively, but just to say, when we get there, we're hopefully showing up with some intentionality and a desire to be welcoming to people. And greeting time is you know, half hour to 15 minutes before the service starts and a half hour to an hour after the service Sometimes ends. Sometimes more. Sometimes we're, it's two hours. Goodness gracious, I know. And uh, I love it. I love That's that great. our church is that way. And But the, the point is... Like it's one of those things where if you program it or structure it too much, then it limits it. 
Mm-hmm. So, so if you have a church, imagine you have a church where no one greets each other and you want them to greet each other. You could structure it into your church service and say, for two minutes, we're going to greet each other. And then you'll get them to go through the motions. And you could, after doing that, pat yourself on the back and say, all right, we're greeting each other. We're having a welcoming church. Or, and that's kind of a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Or you could have a much longer view and try to change the culture of the church. And and you know that you can't change the culture of the church by just adding a two-minute greeting time in the middle of a service. You actually have to greet people and love them and care for them and demonstrate hospitality and uh, do so in a way that is compelling and winsome and loving. And um, I'd much rather do that because sometimes you you feel like you're being a greeting, welcoming church if you do two minutes of greeting when um, that might be a cheap substitute for real, true hospitality. Yeah, we we didn't would never want to view it as the way that we greet and have fellowship with one another. Yeah, so churches that do it are not wrong or anything. It's just we're thinking we want to train our people not to see greeting as a two-minute shaking of the hand of someone else or... And, and if a church does, it's not, it's not wrong. It's, it's just, we've chosen, we wanted our people to be proactive in showing hospitality, um, even to the point where they're saying, yeah, I'm going to get to church early mm-hmm. so that I can be there when the visitors show up and I can tell them, uh, you know, a little bit about our church or I can introduce myself and I can invite them back and I can maybe sit by them. To me, that's far more powerful than, than walking uh, across the room to shake their hand and then running back to your seat before the music starts. Um, Entirely. And and another thing we'll talk about from this, but before we get there, uh, I I think we just want to have singing uh, truths together as part of our worship, reading scripture as part of our worship, corporate prayer, and preaching as part of our worship. And it seems like when we add something else in, it can kind of just detract or distract from those things. Right. And, and you get up and you run around the room and it's really jovial. And then you try and read and, and pray a prayer of confession. And it's just not as conducive to that time. It's not as helpful. Yeah. In other words, the whole service is aiming to accomplish something. The whole shape of the service points us Godward. And, and that's really good. And if we have a true encounter with the living God and his word and uh, the spirit works among us, that should make us mm-hmm. people who love people. Yeah. And, um, and that will be an outflow of our love for, for God is a love for people. Um, I, and I, sometimes announcements can be this way and, and greeting times can be this way where you kind of put them right into the middle of a service and your focus is on God. And then all of a sudden you're, you're snapped out of it and you're told to here's some listen. dates. Yeah, here's some dates about the upcoming winter camp or Hey, shake your hand. And, and we really try to, as much as we can, um, corporately look to God during our worship service. Our songs are to be God centered. Uh, obviously the scripture is the word of God. The preaching is to be the exposition of the word of God. Um, all these things are to point us to God. It doesn't mean we don't care about each other. We're what? doing it together. Um, but it's all for, for that hour and a half, it's like, Hey, let's all just gaze at what God has done, who he Mm -hmm. is, uh, what he says to us. And then the rest of the week, let's 
turn inward on each other and love each other and care for each other the way he has told us to. Yeah. I, I think too, just for anybody that might be like, wow, that's so impersonal, impersonal. As we sing and as we pray corporately and as we read scripture out loud together, those are all things we're doing together that unify us uh, around the truth and, and cause us to have uh, even sometimes true fellowship with one another mm-hmm. as we're agreeing with that prayer and praying that prayer together and, and singing these truths to one another. Yeah, taking communion together is yeah. a vital part, part yeah, don't, of Don't fellowship. forget the ordinances. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, so we don't have a greeting team either. I'm going to say the same thing. So we've got before and after service, but why don't you have special people doing that? So what we could do is pick... Uh, someone who's particularly, particularly, um, you know, good at talking to new people, mark. welcoming, you know, like a Mark type of guy. Um, and you could put him in charge of a little team of five to 10 people and they could be the greeters. The hospitality team. Hospitality team. And this, again, I'm not saying this is a bad thing to do, but no, let's just talk about our, our way of thinking about it, at least right now as a church. I'm not saying it'll be this way forever. I think right now um, we want to say that if we were to get a greeting team together and have them do the hospitality, what might it communicate to the rest of the church members? It starts to communicate to everybody that these people are good at it. These people are gifted at it. And you don't need to worry about it. You can stand over there and eat donuts and talk to your same friends and... Don't worry about branching out. Don't worry about being hospitable to new people. Um, and, and so I just think it's not as helpful um, because we really want all people to model the hospitality of God and Christ towards us. Now, we have ushers who stand at the door and they make sure people get bulletins and they say hello mm-hmm. to people. Um, but even them, the, the, you know, they're stuck at the door and... I'm really encouraged by how so many people in our church jump up, meet new people, greet one another, yeah. are welcoming to everybody that walks in the door. Yeah, and we we want to continue to encourage that to happen. It is a vital part of evangelism um, that we have a, a group of church members, not just a team of a subset of the members, but all the members being encouraged and um encouraged to move forward toward other people that they don't know yet and demonstrate true love and hospitality. I mean, greeting is, is sometimes the way we talk about it, but the, I think real, the real, you know, word that we're looking for is a welcome, like a true welcome. And I'm thinking of Romans fifteen seven, where, where it says, um, therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Uh, so we are to welcome one another. That's a demonstration of uh, hospitality. Uh, how did Christ welcome us? Um, <laughs> we didn't deserve his welcome. He pursued us. Um, he, he gave us a lavish generosity and care. Uh, he didn't wait for us to approach him. He, he sought us out. I mean, if you think of all the ways that Christ welcomed us, Paul says, that's how you should welcome one another. So when there's someone coming into our church that's never been there, one of the ways 
we help them understand the gospel um, is by welcoming them. It becomes a tangible expression of gospel love. And if they've never heard the gospel, um, they can maybe see how the gospel acts in the way we welcome them before they even understand what it means. Um, there's, there's often stories that I, I'm, I hear of how people get saved and what kind of initially turns them on to the gospel, like what, what God uses is the generous love and care of a church that just welcomed them in and showed them a kind of love that they had, had never known. And um, I'd love for our church to be uh, known for loving people this way, sacrificially and proactively taking initiative, pursuing people. Um, you know, hospitality is mission. I think we need to think that way. Mm-hmm. Greeting, greeting someone is mission. It's not just being nice. This is uh, an opportunity to impact eternal souls. And they're coming to us. You know, when they're coming to us, shame on us if we don't, if we don't go after them and and give them a, a warm welcome. I mean, we have to also wonder in, in our state uh, of uh, decline that we might say we're in in our nation, how much longer will it be that people still just show up to church? Mm-hmm. You know, like there are places in the world where no, one's, no one just walks by a church and goes, yeah, I think I'll try that out. Um, if they're the Christians got to be faithful evangelists and take risks to do that. We're still in a position in our church where people come in because, you know, it's still culturally kind of normal to go to church on Easter or to go to church on Christmas or from time to time if you're feeling bad. And so we want to really seize those opportunities and demonstrate a gospel shaped welcome yeah, we do. So as we think about that, and to anyone listening, how how do you think we can be better greeters, welcomers, people who are hospitable to those coming into our church, both regular and new, uh, saved and unsaved? Um, well, just based on that verse in Romans, he says that we're out to welcome as Christ has welcomed us. And so I think it all starts with really reflecting on what Christ has done. Um, we were strangers and he brought us in, we were lost and he found us, you know, we were spiritually hungry and he, he fed us, he provides for us. It's, uh, we were undeserving. Um, and so when we're thinking about how, how we want to love others, we start by thinking of all the ways Christ has loved us and say, okay, I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to be, thoughtful. I'm going to be sacrificial. Uh, if it costs me something, I'm going to do that, do it anyway. You know, what does greeting someone cost you? Like it, <laughs> some words. Yeah. Right. And you, maybe you got to get there a little early. So it might cost you a little sleep or you might got to get ready a little faster, cost you a little bit of a convenient, mm. you know, me time it might cost you that, uh, might cost you, you know, you can't spend as much time with your good friends. Might cost you that. But man, think of what Christ gave for us. The sacrifice he made on the cross to suffer the way he did so that we could be welcomed into the Father. Like yeah. that should motivate us to go welcome others and be willing to sacrifice. So I think we start by reflecting on the gospel. 
Totally. I, I agree. And we need to pray about opportunities we'll have with people. Yeah. Both opportunities with new people um, to be welcoming, uh, to display the love of Christ towards them, like you've mentioned, uh, maybe even to share the gospel with someone who needs it, but also to encourage our fellow church members uh, that are here with us um, to show them love, to encourage them with the gospel and help them apply it to their lives and grow um, and to be able to have opportunities to pray with people. Yeah, we would never say that, um, we would never say that if we're going to be good good at showing hospitality that we shouldn't talk to our friends and we need to kind of ignore them and, and just kind of be on the lookout for new people. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't want to say that because one of the ways that a person can experience the, how different a church is, is by observing how much we love and care for each other as, as people watch us love each mm-hmm. other, they, they're impressed by that. Um, and so we want to love our, our friends and we want to be there and listen to and talk to our church family. Um, but I think there's a crucial strategic time right before the service starts and right after the yeah. service ends that we really want to be um, focused on just showing that care for the, the visitor, the stranger yeah. that has shown up among us and, and see how we can help them. Yeah, entirely. So show up early and and look for new people during the service and right when the service is over and don't just jet out. They'll just grab a donut or coffee, uh, stick around and try to find that person or or seek to encourage someone uh, with your words and with the gospel. Um, So let's say say you you show up early, you've prayed, you've been thinking about the gospel, you've been praying for opportunity, You, you show up early and... Someone walks in the church that you've never seen before and you go, okay, here's my opportunity. They walk in, they, they see you, your eyes lock, you walk up to them, take it from here. What do you do with that person? What kind of things do you ask them? What kind of things do you say to them? What's going on there? Hi, my name is Michael. Uh, what's but your what name? if your name's not Michael? Hi, my name is Eric Durso. I'm the pastor here. What's your name? Oh, okay. Uh, my name, you know, my name is whoever. It, it doesn't matter. I'm going to use myself as an example, please. Uh, hi, and, and you can just, you know, make me some other person in your mind. Hi, my name is Michael. Uh, what brought you guys here today? Or, or how'd you find out about our church? Or is this your first time here? Maybe if you're not sure. And they'll say something like, oh, we found you online. Or, <laughs> you know, it's, it's usually response. something that's really quick. And so you got to have questions ready in your mind. Oh, we found you online. And then they're going to look at you. (laughs) What are you going to say now? Uh, Or they're going to say, yeah, this is our first time. Yeah. Or they'll say, yeah, we're just stopping by today. And sometimes they'll say, yeah, we're going to lunch right now. (laughs) And and, and so you got to say, okay, well, uh, what do you know about our church? Uh, can, Can I tell you about it? You can tell them the amazing work the Lord has done here. Maybe you can tell them, uh, about what we've been preaching through. You, you can encourage them to come back to Sunday night. You can grab one of your friends and say, hey, I want you to meet uh, Eric uh, or Mark or Chris or here's my wife, Taylor. Introduce them to people. Make them feel welcome in that way. That's a good, that's a good piece of advice right there. I think helping them meet other people is really good. Even if, if it's a younger person, maybe someone their own age. Um, I like asking sometimes just things about their life. If, 
their family. Sometimes we even get to the point, like, what do they do for work? Yeah. Where are you um, from? And then like, sometimes they'll say, Oh, you're from there. I know someone who's from there and you just yep. try to connect them. And, uh, recently Casey did a great job of this Casey Berthelsen with, uh, Haley, who's new to our church. That's right. And, before and after church, Casey was just introducing Haley to everybody. We thought Casey We all was, thought Haley was like an old friend of Casey yeah. who came to church. She sat with her through the service. She was introducing her to people afterwards as a great example. Casey, well done. Shout out, Casey. Think she's listening to this? Shout out, Taylor. Just so, you know, she doesn't feel left out. Um, Casey, really good job. And Haley, if you're listening to this, we're glad to have you. Yeah, she just found out about the podcast, I think, on Monday night nice. at a growth group. So, nice. hello there. Anyway, um, that's all really good and great advice. We're just about out of time. Uh, but before we're done... You got a book recommendation I for do us. have a book recommendation uh, that was recommended to you to, for me to recommend because you haven't read it yet. Not a quite. book on Eric's shelf he has yet to read. Relish in this opportunity. Mock him. Uh, the Compelling Community, Where God's Power Makes a Church Attractive. It's by Mark Dever and Jamie Dunlop. I actually just read through this with Keaton Baker. Uh, it's a really encouraging and helpful book to read. There's a few chapters in the middle where you're like, okay, this doesn't apply to me unless I work at the church. Because think about like staffing and stuff. Oh. <laughs> but almost all of it is so applicable to our lives as a church. And as we consider... What does unity in our church look like because of the gospel? And why do we do things we do as a church because of that unity? And so uh, the big thrust of it is the gospel creates unity that is never based on our similarities or our likes or our dislikes or where you and I are from or what our ethnicity is or our languages. Our unity is found in Christ mm-hmm. and that ought to make us a compelling community uh, to the world outside us as they see us and think, wow, how could that group of people be so tight-knit and so loving uh, and so committed to one another? They look so different on the outside. Yeah, I'm, I will read it someday. It's Thank, a great, it's a really great book. I, I, really, I really love this book. It's transformed the way I think about things. And it's really helpful. That's great. So, hey, show up early this week, stay late, uh, greet people, And uh, we're excited to do that with you and to see you Sunday. And have a great Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day.